Hey everybody, it is spooky season! Woo! Welcome back to Just Mel's Journey with Friends, the podcast. This is a bonus episode where Hubs and I are going to discuss some topics that are kind of up front in our heads right now and just kind of see how everyone's doing. So sit back, relax, enjoy this spooky season episode of Just Mel's Journey with Friends. All right, so we got Hubs here. We got our heater going because it is rainy and freezing. Hello, hello. But guess what? It's spooky season! Spooky season. So excited. Halloween, Halloween, hello, Halloween. I don't know if y'all know this, but Hubs and I got engaged on Halloween. We have a great story about that. There were 50 cupcakes in the mix. Oh, there's at least more. Maybe 100. Yeah, there was a lot of cupcakes. There were batches and batches of cupcakes. So many. So how have things been going? This is going to be like a little catch up. Things have been crazy. Yeah. Fly out every six weeks. Going to Denver. So we should probably do a high mileage thing. High mileage? Too bad it's only 200 miles there. Oh, yeah. It's because ridiculous. Because the crow flies, it's probably 100. The last flight, that so when we were coming home, I literally thought that we were dying. It was the most terrifying flight. Hubs is just sitting there living his best life. And you guys know off like Castaway where their plane starts to go down and it gets like super loud and it's super fast. Well, it was a thunderstorm and like there was so much rain. We kept getting delayed and I was like, oh, you know, it's a 23 minute flight. Like I can, we can do anything for 23 minutes. That's the mindset that I had. And that was all fine and dandy until I see this huge cloud, cumulus minimbus. I see it. And my window is open. I was reading. I see the cloud and I know that we're going to start hitting it. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. You know, like I see the cloud. And then all of a sudden we start going really, really, really fast. And it feels like we are nosediving just straight into the ground. And I am internally freaking out. And she never panics outwardly. No. Just kidding. I was kidding. We're all kidding. I was, I was sweating. Well, yeah. Cause I was, and then Hubs kept trying to put the window down and I was like, no, if this is how we go out, like I want to at least see it. There was a guy next to us who was literally snoring the entire flight. Mouth open snoring. Mouth open. Like, (laughs) I don't know how he fell asleep that fast, that hard. Like it is literally a 23 minute flight once your wheels up and he is snoring. And then all of a sudden we hit this cloud and we start like downward spiraling. Well, we weren't spiraling. It's also a 737. So it's like a big plane, but we're bouncing all over the place. Hubs is trying to close my window. I'm like, no, I want to see this. And then finally, like, I don't know how long it was in my head. It was 35 minutes of pure terror. It was about eight and a half seconds. Yeah. I was losing my mind. So then I was like trying to do deep breathing exercises, which wasn't working. And I'm like sweating. And then we get out of the cloud and everything is fine and dandy. It really wasn't though. Cause then I don't know if you've ever flown into Hayden, but there's like a power plant right there and there's a ton of power lines and you're coming over the Rockies and then you deep dive into, cause we're like the little Western slope. And so then you go, it was horrific. I was not a fan. <laughs> that was probably top. It wasn't two. the worst one. I don't, I think that uh, was, I don't one. think so. Because the one before that, the I don't. The one in the toilet, by the toilets, you left an imprint <laughs> of your bum cheeks. They were grasping the seat for dear life. It was like an afternoon flight and we fly Southwest. And so I did not know that you need to be like the very first people that check in. And so I didn't really think too much of it. And then all of a sudden we're like C-53 and 54. And I was like, wow, there's like literally no chairs available. And we were the row right next to the toilet. And we were so bumpy. It was going crazy. It was 
it was insanity. I did not like that. So anyways, we have more trips coming up with the neurologist to do some more programming. So far, we have not seen any improvements, but that is normal. They did turn me up quite a bit, which I don't know what 100 is when they say, oh, you got up 100. I don't either. I don't know if that's like a big deal or not. It's milliamps, if it's voltage, who but knows? It, but who it knows? did take two years off of my generator, so it must be doing something. Yes. But so far, we do not have any um, any progress from that, but that is normal. Um, Hubs has been doing his fire training. I passed my practical and life burn. Woo woo. Woo woo. Went to go sit for my written test and uh, drove all the way down there. Sat, waited, 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 and it got canceled. The server was down. So now I have to reschedule it and hopefully I can find one close by. Yes. Uh, but being in Northwest nowhere, <laughs> the closest test will be about two hours away. Yeah. So, maybe there's one when we go back down. The next one that they had was in three days. Okay. Their reschedule. So I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to make that one. Yeah, probably not. But so, they have them all the time. So yes. it's a matter of just finding one and being like, I'll do that one. And, and making a day of it. And making everything. Hopefully the server is up on everything. Yes. So... Some topics that have been on my noggin that are really upsetting me. Cancel culture. If we could cancel cancel culture, that would probably make me the happiest person ever. Because, um, so cancel culture. So if you are on TikTok or any social media, I'm sure that everyone knows what cancel culture is. But for those of you that maybe are not on social media, cancel culture is when a group of people... Or it could actually just be one person, but they somehow get a lot of other people on their side and they decide that what somebody does is not up to their liking. And so they try to essentially cancel them and being canceled on social media usually means that everyone kind of turns against you and all the people that were on your side are no longer on your side. And what upsets me with cancel culture is that people don't actually do any research. They hear something and it's like a mob mentality where they hear something and they decide that they're just going to go with it without doing any research or anything. And once they decide, apparently this cancel culture means that they do whatever they can to get you off of social media. Yes. And anything in their power. So didn't this hit you personally just a couple years ago? Yep. When you upset one person? Yes. So We won't name any names or anything, but you had 17 or 18,000 followers on the Tikis. Mm -hmm. You were doing pretty good. You were in really good place. You were doing merchandise. You had all these things going for you, and it was going in a good direction. And you were like, oh, medically, I can't keep up with this stuff. Mm -hmm. I no longer can do this. And oh, boy, oh, boy. And I thought that everything was civil. Uh, you were with me when I sent the text message and I thought that everything was civil. And then I went live that same day or the day after to say like, hey, there's going to be some changes because I was just getting ready for another Botox procedure or something. I don't remember exactly what, but I was getting ready for another procedure. And it was around like Christmas time. And I was like, listen, like I... I also had orders coming in from people locally, and one person ordered over 200 cups, which um, tumblers and stuff. And so somebody was like, hey, I want to get my entire department some cups. Can you make them for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. 
So all this stuff was happening. And so then I go live and there are probably 400 people in that live that were just absolutely horrible. And then all of my videos were getting mass reported and I kept getting guideline violations. And then one day I go to log into Tiki Talk and it was like, this is your last warning, blah, 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 blah. What people don't understand is when you grow a following in a community, you also get brand deals with that. You get different companies that you'll work with for, you know, resin or glitter or cups or whatever the case may be. This person, this other person, their thing is makeup. And so when you do all of those things and you have all of these brands that trust you because of that community that you built that has now flipped on you, then you start to lose those deals. And what people don't understand is that you can't say everything perfectly 100% of the time. I mean, I have grown so much in even the last year, last two years, last five years. And I think that everyone grows. I just don't understand how cancel culture got started. Like, I get it if someone is like a really bad person. Like, they are harming kids. They're harming other people. That kind of a thing. But if you're going to cancel somebody over mine was not doing merchandise anymore. (laughs) It was something like ridiculous. But it, it was ridiculous because you spent several years getting that following Mm -hmm. and getting all those videos up and you were happy doing it and then once they turned on you it was like it flipped in your brain and you started you know like what's the point of this what's the point of having social media if this is the way I get treated like I can run my business without it yeah granted a lot of your business was coming from Mm -hmm. social media though so it really hit your business and you know the other people they don't they don't care. No, it doesn't. And a lot of those people, I know that some of them were kids. We did a fundraiser one time for some friends and there were kids that were coming in bidding on items. And then we find out like they overbid it, you know, a lot. And then we find out that they were eight, nine, 10 year olds. And it was just so frustrating because those people are like either jealous and they want to be in that position or They just have so much hate in their soul. And that's just upsetting because, you know, some of the people that they try to cancel, it's like, why don't you cancel the people that are actually doing harm in the world? You know, like if you're going to use that kind of energy or I don't know, maybe go volunteer in your community, get a job, learn something. Literally anything. Literally anything. Yes. And when I was in that spot, I mean, we were even getting mail to the house. Like somebody literally sent us poop. We got glitter bombs, like a whole bunch of stuff. And it was so frustrating because A, I also had accounts made about me where people were like taking my videos and they were saying horrible, horrible things. We actually got law enforcement involved because there were some threats made. But you get to that point where it's like, what is the point? You know, like, like you said, you can do all of this stuff without having social media. Like, yes, social media helps. But at what cost? Is it worth your mental health going in the toilet to make, you know, money or to grow or to whatever the case may be? And I think that that helped me to grow to who I am today because I no longer put up with that. Like if someone wants to be hateful or nasty or anything, like I just block them now. How was that for you to see all of that happen? Because you were also active on social media. You were doing like cooking contests and cooking videos and all that. Well, I stopped doing it because I was like, this is dumb. Like 
if it if that's all it takes for someone to just turn on you and be mad, why would I want to share my cooking or love of cooking or any recipes? Like why I can make them myself without videoing it. Yeah. It, I was getting nothing out of it. Really just sharing my videos because I was like, I like to eat healthy. Yeah. Let's help other people eat healthy too. But then again, I was like, you know what? It saves me an hour a day. I don't have to waste my energy on this anymore. And so I got mad and I haven't made a video really since. I know there've been so many people that comment on my videos asking for you to get back into it. And like, I came back because John was making, we can talk about it now, but John was making his own whiskey. And so I wanted to be able to support him in that. And then we find out. So when I made that profile, it was more to just help him. I'm a moderator for him because he gets a lot of people in his lives. And so also, for those of you that don't know, John and I literally have known each other since we were kids. A lot of people thought that he was who tried to cancel me. Like, that's not, he wasn't even around when all of that stuff happened. Or like, we weren't in, we weren't in communication when all that happened. But it's also hard because it feels like there's, you can't keep everybody happy. So no matter what, if you're posting a lot of content, if you're not posting a lot of content, if you're making Facebook groups, making discord groups, making all these things, someone is always going to be upset. And so it's picking and choosing the battles as to where do I put the energy? And so there's so many things that you try to do to help other people to get people's stories told and all these different things, but then other people get upset with it. It has been challenging, I guess, to say the least. But if you notice that the Facebook group got deleted and I deleted the Discord because it felt kind of like we were going back in that same direction of a few years ago where I was overextending myself, but with things that were not helping me. Like... So I think I think a lot of it though comes down to people wanting satisfaction now. Yes. With a click of a button. So like yes. when you order something online, you click a button and you expect it there in two to three days. And thank you, Amazon Prime. That's kind of the way they feel about everything in their life. Like yep. oh, two has created a hard culture for people that do custom products because oh, yeah. it takes a long time to do them. And if you already had backup on orders, then it can be a month before you get that order out but people don't realize that oh yeah you requested custom colors custom designs custom all this they think that it's magically already made when they push the button like yeah some computers making it no it's a person handcrafting all of these things and taking time out of their day to do this in between other things so yeah then you started getting people that were mad at your shipping times and they're like oh you lied it's and it's literally right on your website you know, it's literally like, set up to 21 weeks so messy so quick and it's so hard because with social media i miss the days before social media and i want to make myself clear there are so many great things that can happen with social media but everyone if you're on tiktok or insta well instagram isn't really that bad but if it gets to the wrong hands like they say the wrong side of tiktok but if it gets into the wrong hands so you make a video that you think is innocent someone is going to find something that's upsetting with it there I'm was offended. someone there was one where nori was um just running around and they said that he didn't have a big enough yard to run in and i was like you figured that out from a 10 second video okay it's just so, so if you're listening to this and you have ever said, why is it taking so long? Or if you've left a hate comment and you're listening to this, please either change how you go about things. Because if you are leaving hate comments, I don't want you associated with me whatsoever. Um, 
But also you have to think that words have meaning and words, even though they're on a screen, they can still hurt. There are people that are literally taking their own lives because of bullies on social media. Mm-hmm. And these bullies and these trolls and everything, I feel like there needs to be a harsher punishment because people think like, oh, they can't trace me because I'm on an anonymous TikTok or I'm on, you know, a throwaway Reddit account or whatever, which is going to bring me bring me to my next topic that a while ago I started to say that I felt like I was missing something. There was something that was not fulfilled. I was and it's hard being, you know, with the, my disabilities and with my illnesses and everything that I can't do the same things that I used to be able to do. I can't run. I can't do a lot of those things. And so um, I read a book called The Last Lecture by Ran- Randy Pock. Posh. Posh. And Very I watched, good book. I watched his full last lecture on YouTube. I highly, highly recommend. It's like an hour and 45 minutes, but it it opened up something inside of me that said like, I want to go to church again and I want to start to build that faith again. And I think for so long, I, especially when like I got canceled and around that time, I felt like I didn't really have a purpose anymore because people like kind of made me feel that way. And so now I want to work. I'm going to church and I'm going to classes And it's helped me a lot to see that there are still good people in the world and that there are still reasons for, for everything. Mm -hmm. And it helps you, I think, understand things that you'd never understand before. Like why me? Yeah. Why this? Why this? Well, maybe you can be the change and maybe you can, there is a reason for things that are happening. Right. And I think. You may not agree with them, but. Exactly. And I think that I wanted to, I had that kind of instant instant gratification that I wanted as well, where like, oh, I made these Facebook groups and they're going to change the world. And oh, I did this and I want to change the world. And I need to understand that like, you can't change the world overnight, but there's also things that are not my responsibility to change. And I feel like I- Not your burden to carry. Yes. I feel like I sometimes take on so many things and so many other people's trauma that I'm like, no, I'm going to fix this. And it's not up to me to do all of that. I need to make myself whole again before I can help other people. I agree. That was very well said. Because you can't pour from an empty cup. You're a Hallmark card. (laughs) What else do you want to talk about? Now that I went on my rant about cancel culture. Let's talk about things you can do that do help with mental health though. Like yes. Your baths. Yes. You really like baths. I love baths and especially if they have like the cool bath bombs. Um, and I think that, so some people think of like bathing as like a luxury and some other people think that bathing is, you know, a necessity. But when you have chronic illnesses, bathing takes spoons. And if you don't know about the spoon theory, Essentially, every day you wake up with a certain amount of spoons and every activity and everything that you do takes a certain amount of spoons. And so for someone that doesn't have chronic illnesses or disabilities, you know, you you have kind of an unlimited amount of spoons because, you know, coffee and stuff works to help you. Oh, yeah. Coffee and energy drinks. and Yeah. And so when you have a chronic illness bathing is kind of something that you put off for several days because it is exhausting. And so when I take baths, that is a 
doing something for self-care, but B is a kind of necessity because some days I get a little stinky. Um, but baths just make me happy when I have like cool little bath bombs, which ZPM Bath and Body, they're, that is my girl. Amy is amazing. Um, so if you ever need anything, highly recommend going to her. But it kind of makes it feel a little bit fancier. Like instead of, oh, you haven't showered in four days, like you have to take a bath. It's more of... She never goes four days, but... I mean, you, you know. know. But it's my way of doing some self-care and reading books. I have been reading so much lately. Kind of. So have I. And I, you know, it, even though we have episodes and we have all the things to view videos, sometimes oh, yeah, there's the streaming 50,000 videos and nothing to watch. But if you pick up a book, like, you know, you can escape into that reality for a good hour or two. And it's nice. Like it is. It, I really relax at you. You get to read. You and feel smarter. You can choose so many different things. Like one of the most recent books that I read was like a murder mystery. And it was I got so into it. And right now I'm reading um, self-help books along with a chronic illness book, along with a murder mystery. But each book you can kind of transform into a different world. Like sometimes you're a murder mystery and then sometimes it's self-help. And then, yeah, I really like it. And I like to learn things like, what was it the other day? I saw, I can't remember. I saw something and I wanted to know more about it. And so then I started Googling and I found a whole bunch of stuff, but I like to learn, but I don't like school. I like to learn about things I see in the, in the world, because I feel like when you see things out in the wild of the world, then you're like, wait a second, this could help me in the world. Instead of in school when they're like, here's trigonometry. And I'm like, I still can't do simple math. I don't like it. You're getting better with Yahtzee. <laughs> We've been playing Yahtzee and it is fun. Yes. And now she can do math without using her fingers and toesies. <laughs> but I was like, just saying, like, I don't know trigonometry. I'm never going to use it. And like Jokes on them for telling us we'd never have a calculator in our pocket. Right? Or that you're never going to get paid to look out a window. What do you do all day? Ooh, look out a window. Yeah. That's I, right. I get, you get a drive. You get to go watch football games. Like, there's so many things. So, I mean, self-care is super important. And, you know, another thing that we did to help is, like, she can't run. Mm -hmm. But found a Wii Fit? Not a Wii no, Fit. No, it's, it's a, that other Nintendo one. Nintendo Switch. Switch. The ring. Yes, the so Fit Adventures. So she's been doing that, and it gives you a way to exercise and get involved in a game so you don't know that you're really exercising. I mean, let's Until be the straight, next day. you are, because <laughs> you, get, you get sore. I've never been that sore from a dang video game in my life. I couldn't walk for three days, and I only got to, like, what was it, level two? <laughs> Something like that. I ended up getting to level four and was like, oh, I'm the strongest man. I, I... <laughs> but... And then you realize you're well over 30. Yeah. Yeah. When you're 30 and you sleep wrong or you like can tell the barometric pressure is changing like, oh, it's going to rain in about 17 hours. Yeah. But <laughs> so I think having a lot of outlets and ways to put your, your excess energy and everything else into good things helps. Like, yes, you know, self-care, playing with the dogs, teaching them new tricks. Yes. Um, you know, Nori will never not want to play. Yeah. Nori, he is always like. I don't know how he has that much energy. He is always, even he'll be dead asleep, but he does get cranky in the mornings. He does. He likes a certain routine. Yeah. But Oakley is now becoming a breakfast man. He didn't used to be. And now he wakes us up so early every if day. If it is past 730, you can bet 
Oakley is waking us up. Yeah. And he has been waiting hours, days, weeks, months, well, he years never for gets this fed. breakfast. Yeah. And he punches us in the face. Right now, Daisy and Oakley are laying on the futon, and Nori has a ball under Hubs's chair. Taking little snooze cruises. I mean, but, so, like, with mental health, like, I think it's so important, and people seem to push it to the back burner when you mm -hmm. think you don't have time for it. Like, oh, you're so busy doing this, doing that. But, like, the good thing is, like, with my job, I need to be active. I need to be in shape. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of my mental health is going for runs. It's lifting. Yeah. It's working out. It releases all those endorphins, all that anger, all that everything that you have, you can leave it there. And, you know, for me, it's like my meditation time. I get yeah. to get away from literally everything for 30 minutes to an hour, sometimes more, depending on how good a shape I'm in that month. <laughs> and <you laughs> So far, it's about 45 minutes to an hour, <laughs> but it, you know, it can extend several hours, but it's me time. It's my time. And you have like a competition with yourself to yeah. see if you can improve from the next time. But it's it's self-fulfilling, you know, it and is. I think that's what reading is, too, is you finally finish a book and you're like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. And you feel fulfilled, but then you want to find another one. So it, it's always yeah. good. So <laughs> speaking is. of books, I'd like to, we need to go to the bookstore. We do need to go to the bookstore. You know, so. And we're going to church tonight because you yep, work tomorrow. Tonight at five. I think that you're right, though, because mental health, I feel like there's still such a stigma and it's like, oh, mental health matters until you have a mental health crisis and you tell people like, hey, I need to back away from X, Y or Z. Something that I think is so important when you're communicating with friends, family, whoever, is if you have something major going on in your life and you take on what I'm about to say, like I need to either get advice or I need to just vent. And so when you say, like, can you take this on? Because sometimes people, no, they can't. Their backpack is full. They cannot take it on. And I, I think that it's so important and it's really helped with our communication, too, of whenever Hubs comes home and he's like, I need to talk. And it's like, OK, do you need advice or do you just want to vent? Or if I have something going on, I'm like, can you take this on? Because we both have our own things, you know, we're married, but you still have your own things and you don't want to overburden someone. Um, but there's so many people that will just trauma dump in a blank message, just send a message. And I'm like, Hey, I, you know, I really can't take anything on. And then they trauma dump. And then I tell you, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> because so and it kind of ruins your day when your backpack's full and you try to take on more than you can. You're like, Oh, well, that took way more energy than I had. Exactly. Or if you tell someone, I really can't take this on and they do it anyway, like, don't do that. You know, if they say that they're they're at their breaking point, don't add more stuff to that because it doesn't help anybody. You know, it really doesn't. But I really like when we ask if you want advice or if you want to vent, because sometimes you don't want advice. You just want to get it off your chest. And then you feel a lot better and you're like, ah, thanks. Yeah. And then they're like, no problem. And then they don't say anything else. It was literally an ear to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you do it to the dogs too. Sometimes if I say like, Hey, I can't take this on right now. I'm at my, I'm about to shave my hair uh, moment. Then you're like, okay, I'll talk to the doggos and dogs really do listen. They I mean, do. they turn their head, they give you kisses. Yeah. They do their little head tilt thing. Like, what are you guys talking about? 
So in short, mental health is so important. And if you or someone you know is struggling, there will be resources in the description because please don't ever feel like you can't reach out. And I'm not saying like reach out to me. I'm saying reach out to a professional that can help you and get you the tools that you need. And I think that even going to therapy and we did EMDR, EMDR therapy is incredible, especially when you have like PTSD, you get those flashbacks and things. Um, it helps you to know different ways to handle those situations. And you're never alone. There's everyone does. Everyone deals with it. You may be sad. You may be angry. You may have flashbacks to things and that's okay. But you also have to reach out, get the help that you need from a professional that can help you to keep going. On a good, happy note though, there will be decorations afoot for Halloween. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so sad. We're not going to be here. We are not. Should we, should we dress up to go through? Will TSA let us go through if we're all dressed up? I don't know. They may get upset. I wonder what that's going to be like in an airport on Halloween. Probably the same. People are cranks when they travel. They're really, I made a really nice friend though last time. We have to talk about this. All right. There was this go out guy sitting there while so, I got okay. random searched again for my bag. <laughs> so we go through Denver TSA and I go through the body scanner because I cannot go through the metal detector. And the guy at TSA kept asking me like, are you sure? Do you have metal in your body? So I like take my shirt down a little bit to show him said generator. And there's a lady. She's Ma'am, like, you can't flash everyone in here. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm not even doing that. So then they're like, oh, okay. Like, uh, thanks for showing us. I was like, just saying, this is the reason I'm not going through the metal detector. Anyways, but I am in line with, there's a lot of elderly people that were with me. This one had a brand new hip. One had a brand new knee. So we're all going through this uh, scanner. Well, this elderly man and his wife were standing there um, when you like go through the scanner and then you go to collect all your stuff. And the gentleman looked very confused. And so the wife was like, why don't you go sit down? And so I went and sat next to him. It was kind of just by fluke that I sat next to him. But anyways, so I started talking to him and his wife was taking him on a cruise down the, um, they were heading to Canada and then they were going to get on a cruise ship and go down the Eastern coastline. But the wife did not know that there was a hurricane afoot. And so when she came back over and he said that she was big mad at him, but he was so sweet. And I really hope, hope that they got there and that they were safe. They were they so had 15 sweet. 15 minutes to catch their plane and they yeah. were well, the, more than 15 minutes on healthy legs getting there. And so hopefully they made it. Yeah. And I told the gentleman, I was like, I'll get you a wheelchair. And he was like, I will not go in a wheelchair. He was super nice about it, but I was like, I mean, sometimes you have to when you are boarding your flight in 15 minutes and you're not through TSA Anyone's yet. ever seen the wheelchair people there? Oh. Holy smokes, they run. They'll they run, run you over. They'll move you out of the way. They <laughs> act like they have lights and sirens on their wheelchairs. They're like, get out of the way. It's so embarrassing. Move it or lose it. It's great. When you're following them, and I can barely keep up with my little stubby legs carrying all this stuff. They cut in front of the entire line at Southwest, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is fine. But on a, on a yes. strange note, how are there already Christmas decorations coming out? It is. I don't understand it. I do not. We are, and it was what 
wasn't it last week? So it was last the week. end of September. Stuff out. They already had like all of the Halloween stuff was gone, and it was now into. Well, they uh, still have Halloween. Just oh, it was the fall stuff that it was, was the gone. Fall stuff that was gone, but they replaced like four aisles with Christmas stuff. And I looked down, and I was like, it's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> I thought you weren't allowed to decorate for Christmas until after Turkey Day. Yes, I there were little rules. About it, exactly. And on that note, I am already starting on Christmas presents because. I I don't know. You might as well. This is why we're married. I <laughs> used to literally wait until the day of to make Christmas. The life of a first responder wife, uh, Hubs, is called away to handle some things. So you guys get me for the rest of the episode. But I really could not believe that there are already Christmas decorations up. And I mean, not even just a few. Like, there are full trees and everything. But Hubs used to always wait until, like... I don't know, a day or two before events, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, all of those things to get stuff. And now that he's married to me, he knows that we start doing things super early. But I want to just really say with cancel culture, if you have ever been affected by it or anything, please understand that it does pass. I came back to TikTok. I came back to social media. And a lot of those same people don't even remember who I am. And so... I know it stinks. I know it's hard. And those brands that you work with, nine times out of 10, they will continue to work with you because they like you for you, depending on obviously what happens. But they they trust you and they trust the community that you've built. And you have that relationship with people. And just know it does pass. And even with your mental health, it does pass. It stinks. It may hurt like a kidney stone, but it will pass. And I think that having gone through cancel culture and having gone through even being around when there wasn't social media, I there's just so many things that I want to say, but I don't want to take up this entire episode on, on cancel culture. But I really want to stress that if you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health or especially with the holidays coming up and things like that, please know there are resources. There are so many places that can help you. I will put them in the description. Um, you can always just text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. And if you feel or someone you know, if they're in a life-threatening situation, please, please dial 911. And just know that it is okay. It's okay not to be okay. We have, I've been very open with my mental health struggles and I will continue to be open with my mental health struggles because I want other people to know that they are not alone and that it will be okay. It, it may not be okay today or tomorrow or next week, but one day you will wake up and you'll be okay. And I know that you will. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I know this kind of went chaotic a little bit, but it would not be life with us if we did not go chaotic. So everyone stay safe. Make sure you're doing your self-care, drinking your water. Don't forget to eat. And thank you all again. We look forward to talking with you next time. You're listening to Just Mel's Journey with Friends, the podcast.